0: Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, Ansel Orlando. Why do we speak German sometimes on the show? Because 1930s Germany's reared its ugly head. No, not the Holocaust part, but the socialism and the SS and all the other stuff that we're seeing going around our country in bluer and bluer states. We have to put a stop to it, but it's great to be with you. Matt Buff, your host in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. What a bad note I started off the show with. That was that was good. Start off by a bad note. It's Christmas, Matt. What the heck's wrong with you? Well, Biden's war on the unvaccinated uh, community uh, just really puts me in a bad mood. It's just unbelievable. I'm going to bring on Drew Allen. You guys love him on the Buff Show. Drew, Al- Drew Thomas Allen, Uncommon Sense is the book. It's addressed to the citizens of America. On the urgent subjects of our present tyranny, and that's what I started the show with, tyranny and civil war. Drew Allen, welcome back to The Buff Show.
1: Hey, brother. It's good to be with you.
0: These guys are just making me mad, dude. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. It's just unbelievable. We're going we're gonna to have millions of testing kits and the pill is coming out. Nobody cares anymore. Move on.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just impossible. It's impossible not to be irate because you look at how they handled the pandemic under Trump. OK, and then you look at how they handle it under Joe Biden. And it just makes you furious. More Americans have died under Joe Biden than died under Trump. You don't see the constant ticker on the screen every day about every new death from covid like we did before. You know, you where where are these uh, the squad members out there? You know, Ilhan Omar. Who, you know, said that her father who died from COVID, that was basically she said it was Trump's fault, you know, and that he should be prosecuted for, you know, criminal neglect or whatever she said. Uh, Where is that now?
0: Wait, Why was she so upset? Did she marry her father, too, like she married her brother?
1: Matt, Matt. I I mean, it's we don't know. We don't know the story. You know, it's kind of like Eric Swalwell. You know, he hasn't he hasn't come out and admitted that he slept with Feng Feng and banged her yet.
0: Oh, it's documented that Elon Omar married her brother. And yes, Swalwell did bang, fang, fang.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. The the fact checkers say it's uh, partially true. It hasn't been uh, corroborated by the FBI yet. I love when they say something's partially true. I mean, which part? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Actually, you know, when they say, well, every time, you know, if a fact checker, I mean, it's always true. That's what's amazing. But partially true. Yeah. You start to read those things and it basically means, yes, it's true, but we disagree with it. yeah <laughs> it's true we just don't like it <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what it comes down to but but no it's 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 it's, it's just amazing and, and what i keep thinking about too matt is how how long for four years we had to hear about the mean tweets trump's not even allowed on twitter he's got a lifetime ban and you have joe biden and this administration not tweeting things that hurt the left's feelings tweeting things that are absolutely insane Things that are absolutely cruel, things that endanger people's lives, stowing, stoking, you know, the flames of this hatred in this country against the quote unquote unvaccinated. I, I have never seen anything as de- despicable in my life as that recent comment at the press conference uh, 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 about the unvaccinated, saying, you know, you're going to have a, a winter of of death.
0: Yeah, just like his build back better it a winter of death that thing's dead but no it's just disgusting and he goes on about it again today like hey if you're vaccinated just make sure you wear a mask and social distance but have a merry christmas if you're unvaccinated you guys can go straight to hell
1: basically <laughs> yeah well the the, the covid the, the covid it's a cult the cult of covid is what it is it, it really is a cult these people you know, you in around. Before, you, before yeah. you
0: get to that next point, you said something I have to get to when you talked about the Twitter ban. I have to say this because you know you see the smash and grab robberies happening on the West Coast, and and it's growing to other districts where people are organizing and going into major stores and stealing a bunch of stuff and getting out of there because they're not going to be prosecuted anyway. You know they're organizing on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> they're organizing these things on Twitter and Facebook. But thank goodness President Trump isn't on there. I just had to make that point.
1: Well, you're you're exactly right. I mean, the the point is all of this is insane and insidious. And yeah, we can't use the word insane enough because that's what it is. I mean, I'm running out of vocabulary, to be honest, for these people. But yeah, I mean, you have real events. There's two realities. Well, that's actually one reality. That's the one that we live in. And then there's fantasy land that the Democrats and their propagandist media create. And that's what's what's just mind boggling to me. And the fact that these these Democrat voters, they refuse to ask any questions, refuse to engage in any level of critical thinking, irrational thought or objectivity. They just blindly go along as cultists. I mean, they're no different than the, the Branch Davidians, you know, who, who sat there and, and worshiped this insane uh, 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 doctrine. And meanwhile, uh, you know, David Koresh, the leader of the Branch Davidians, you know, for example, he told them, hey, you guys have to be celibate. And meanwhile, he took 17 wives for himself. It's like the climate cult, the, the covid cult. The leaders don't even do and abide by what they dictate to the the underlings to do. And yet people still just nod their heads in agreement. Yeah, it's 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 unreal. And, and I, let's
0: talk about this poor guy in Texas. They come out this morning and say, Oh, a guy has died from Omicron. Well, how messed up was this guy? Because this thing didn't kill one South African. All right. <laughs> and they and sure enough, this guy had a bunch of medical problems and conditions and they and they but they make this guy the poster child of why we all need to do things. And I feel bad for this guy's family. I don't know. I don't know his situation. I don't know what his politics are. But my goodness, Drew, if I ever died right of COVID or something. Or even if I didn't die of COVID, they'd be like, look at that guy. That was a radio host who hated COVID and he got it. They would make me a poster child for their agenda. And that's what they did to this poor guy in Texas. I mean, can you imagine, right now when people die, the first thought in the head is, was he unvaccinated or vaccinated? We're, we're, we're in a class warf- warfare with death now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this 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 era that we're living in of, of utter stupidity that is after COVID, the after COVID era, it's as if no other disease exists on the face of the earth, that death did not confront mortal man until COVID. This is the first thing we've ever confronted. I mean, yeah, they can post something about some guy dying of Omicron, but I guarantee you some guy drowned clean in his pool yesterday too. Some guy, some guy died because a tree fell on him running down the road. I mean, I don't know what they, they want us to believe. I mean, the idea, of course, is that that I don't know. It's hard for me to relate at this point to, to the cultists because I accept death and I do what I have to do in a rational, sane way to protect myself. That's it. Like I always do. My life hadn't changed at all uh, in my in terms of my thought and philosophy after covid. It's another thing. It's a respiratory disease. I could die from the flu as well. But yeah. I had covid, as you know, Matt. And yeah. uh, it sucked, and here I am. So I guess I'm a testament to, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, natural immunity.
0: Natural immunity. Uh, there's a study that says, and it shows, and I believe it too, because no vaccines here, and I've been doing fine, but I see the NFL players that are all vaccinated be on the COVID protocol list and all that. But you know who you know who did die yesterday? Um, about 100 of them died of fentanyl overdose just to – put that out there. I mean, you want to talk about a real crisis. You know, Biden's out there talking like a he's like a spokesperson for big pharma, you know? Pfizer pills and Pfizer shots and Moderna. I mean, you're you're doing ad campaigns for them. They're laughing at him. But we have fentanyl at a major epidemic level. We have the border, which is completely in tatters and Texas is even building a wall. But man, millions of them already here. Drew, their their priorities are all messed up when we got real problems going on.
1: Yeah, well, when your goal is to fundamentally transform America and the means by which you do that is to bring it to its knees and to the crumbling around us, they're doing a great job. This is why I think Kamala Harris can take the time to engage in redecorating her office and uh, different people in this administration can go out and promote their Spotify playlists because they're doing a really great job at allowing nearly 2 million or something, whatever the number is now. I, I saw 2 million the other day, but 2 million illegal immigrants in just in this this one year under this administration. Oh, I yeah. mean, the supply chain crisis is not going to get any better and resolved under them in any time. Uh, we have inflation. That's the worst it's been in over 40 years. They wanted to pass, of course, the Build Back Better plan, which these geniuses, this is why we're in an in a, in a absolute decline in America, and it's an intellectual uh, uh, decline as well. And it's from the Democrats. You know, how do we solve inflation? Print more money, which exacerbates inflation. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't cost any money. You know, two plus two is zero. I mean, this is the era, the dark age of America that we're living in.
0: Yeah. Well, it was good. Joe Manchin did what he did. But that being said, Joe Manchin's an opportunist. He'll never try in his eyes. He won't do anything that will hurt him politically. And he thought this would hurt him politically. I don't know if he truly cares about the people of West Virginia, but I'm glad he did what he did. He is an opportunist. But you know, when we talk about. The fatigue. We're going to year three of this of 15 days of still slow, slow the spread. Year three of this nonsense where you just said it right earlier. It's a respiratory disease. Big deal. Move on with your life. If you're big, get in shape. The, the CDC press conference should be all about, dude, if you're overweight, because the biggest threat to people, uh, the biggest problem with COVID and uh, the flu and respiratory disease, if you're overweight and old. So they should be talking about, hey, get exercise, take your vitamins, do the right thing. But instead, it's vaccines and mandates, vaccine to mandates. That's why President Trump was in – I'm going to play this clip. That's why President Trump was in Dallas, and he was getting booed because he was talking about the vaccines he did warp speed on.
1: Look, we did something that was historic. We saved tens of millions of lives worldwide. We,
2: together, all of us, not me, we – We got a vaccine done. Nobody cares. And tremendous therapeutics like Regeneron and other things that have saved a lot of lives. They'll get applause on the therapeutics. In less than nine months, it was supposed to
1: take from five to 12 years. Uh, he goes on about that. This was going to ravage the country far beyond what it is right now. Take credit for it. Take credit for it. It's a great what we've done is historic. Trying to tell us to take credit for the vaccine. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that. You're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates, but take credit because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you.
2: Okay. Mm. So the president made news. you agree with that. Right. Both the president and I are vaxxed, and uh, did you get the booster? Yes, I got it too.
1: Okay, so um... oh, don't, 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 no, that's a, it's a very tiny group over there.
0: No, it's not a very tiny group, and this is not President Trump's fault. This part here, not entirely, but we're just tired, Drew, of anybody pushing vaccines, and we're just sick and tired of hearing about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, people I respect and admire, and I, you know, look, I, I, I'm willing to acknowledge that circumstances change. So I, I'm not, I'm not destroying anybody on our side. We all play for the same team, right? But, but you know, I got really tired of this months and months ago when the vaccine first came out. All of the conservative pundits in radio that I, I. I have listened to over, over the course of my life and everything else, you know, they were all sitting here. I was first in line to get the vaccine. I got the vaccine. I, you know, I'm not telling you what to do. Talk to your doctor, but I got the vaccine. And it's almost like they preface everything because they don't want to be called some kind of anti-vaxxer, but nobody who doesn't want to get the vaccine is an anti-vaxxer. We just don't want it forced down our throats. We want this to be treated like everything else. Nobody comes knocking on your door. Nobody does campaigns on the radio saying, I got my flu shot. I encourage you to go out there and get your flu shot this year. It exists. We know it. If we wanted it, we'd get it. Nothing you say, nothing you do to cram this down our throats. In fact, it's turning more people into anti-vaxxers. And they're still not traditionally anti-vaxxers, but... We, we become really, really, we push back against it because we're so tired of hearing this crap. We have them. We know they exist. We don't want them. Stop with the boosters. And when Donald Trump, look, I'll say this, Matt, and I mean this very seriously. This is my only warning. Not that Trump listens to me. But look, I, I, I love Trump. I admire Trump. I have supported Trump. And I still do. OK, I've written articles that were pro-Trump 2024, OK, making the case for, for uh, you know, a Trump run for re-election. I'm not moving away from that statement yet, but the left for over four years tried to separate Donald Trump from his base. They tried every day and they failed because they did not understand the unique bond that Trump had with his voters. But Trump is really missing the mark here if he continues to push the vaccines, if he allows the hubris of not getting credit for Operation Warp Speed or anything like that. He's missing He's missing a link. He, he's not understanding for the first time. He's falling out of touch with us because what we want are repercussions for Fauci. We want repercussions for these pharmaceutical companies. We funded this vaccine and you cannot look at what's happened in this country and say it's been a highly effective. He got it. Trump admits he got his booster shot. Why didn't the first two vaccine uh, uh, jabs work for you? Are you going to get six of these? I mean, I, I don't know. I think I speak for a lot of Americans when I say tread carefully.
0: Especially with something that's being shoved down our throats every single day, and we're just sick of it. Besides natural immunity, we also have natural propensity to push back against things. We have a defense mechanism built in that says, quit trying to force me to do stuff. Drew Allen, stay with us on The Buff Show. We'll be right back.
1: Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hour every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, half pound burgers for just five bucks. Wednesday's Wing Night, 75 cents each from four to close and live music. Liam Fitzpatrick's. Mention The Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzPatrick's.com
2: Get ready to take down a phone number and website address. Everybody's talking about solar, specifically about solar electricity. And there are a lot of bold claims being made about it. Maybe someone told you that a one-size-fits-all solar system will work for you. You can go off the grid. You can create a power plant on your roof and retire from selling the extra energy back to your power company. Or maybe you saw the TikTok claiming the government giving away free solar. The list goes on. All Solar is committed to working with homeowners directly to offer them a dose of reality. All Solar Energy has been providing Floridians with solar pool heat, solar electric, and other energy reduction products since 1999. In addition to homeowners, All Solar is the number one choice for roofing companies, property management firms, national sales teams, and even other solar companies. To learn what's really possible, and if solar will even work for you, call them or go to their website and request a free energy evaluation. Spend some time with an expert and get all your questions answered about your specific energy saving needs. Learn about how you can reduce your electric bill before you consider solar. Make a fully informed decision so you don't have regrets down the road. What do you have to lose? Here's their number, 866-412-4218 and the website www.allsolarenergy.com
0: welcome back to the buff show am 950 94.9 the answer orlando matt buff your host in the liam fitzpatrick studio great to be with you today check out the buff all kinds of great past interviews that you do not want to miss you can hear just little segments of them at a time which is awesome right there on the buff let's jump right back in with drew allen the book is Uncommon Sense, addressed to the citizens of America on the urgent subjects of our present tyranny and civil war. Drew, the book is more relevant now more than ever.
1: Yeah, sadly, it becomes more relevant by the day, and my predictions become more true, and that's not good for America. Where can they get the book at? Uh, they can get on Amazon, Uncommon Sense by Drew Allen.
0: That's Okay. Me. Amazon is the best way. The link for the book is on thebuffshow.com. Go to thebuffshow.com slash Drew Thomas Allen. There you go. Right there for you. All right. We're talking about all the crazies. We have, a, we have a bunch of morons running things. And when you have people that are not smart in charge, things fall apart. Like here's uh, Jen Saki, one of our favorites, Drew. Jen Saki. The
1: administration said put out a big report about addressing corruption. I want to ask pretty really quick and hopefully pretty easy questions about that. Um, shortly after President Biden's uh, virtual meeting with the Chinese president, uh, the first son's attorney said that he has finally divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by state-owned entities. I was hoping you could commit to uh, basic transparency about that transaction, including the name of the buyer, the dollar amount, and the timing. And the second question is, my colleague Miranda Devine has a new book out called uh, the laptop from hell. And I was hoping that you could confirm that the laptop is indeed authentic um, and not Russian disinformation, as you seem to suggest on Twitter last year.
3: Well, uh, on the first, uh, the president's son is not an employee of the federal government. So I'd point you to his representatives. And as it relates to the book, I have neither, neither had the time nor
1: interest.
0: Hold on before she really blows her top. The president's son has nothing to do with the administration. He's selling art, like finger paintings, to garner favor with uh, with the administration. The laptop from hell is real, and it shows a lot of transactions between Russia and the Bidens, China and the Bidens, to all curry favor. And if this was one of Trump's kids, she said plenty of stuff bad about Trump's kids and their dealings in the business. Oh, but this one doesn't matter, Drew.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's, you know, more evidence, again, of why we despise the Democrats. They have no standards. If they have any standards, of course, it's a double standard. And so here's more evidence of that. But but, you know, before you get into her blowing her top there, you just you just watch her. And have you seen anybody that just has more antipathy on her face for I mean, her job is to answer questions, but she seems to hate it. She hates that anyone would dare ask her a question. She, she has such um,
3: animosity
1: Distain. towards the American people, and it's just really telling about where we are right now in our, uh, our uh, kind of quasi-monarchy here.
0: No, you're right. They have disdain for the American people. That's why they send letters to the journalists saying, can you guys list some of our accomplishments? Be nicer to us because we can't handle it with pushback. You see how angry Biden gets when you just push him a little? I think it's putting time or nap time too. That's when why he gets so angry. But Jen Psaki, she has a disdain for people. I mean the just look at the look in her eyes because he's he's a writer for the New York Post. She hates the New York Post in exploring or reading the book.
3: Go ahead, Tina. Go ahead, Tina. I I think I answered your question. You can go to the representative of the person who's not an employee of the federal government. Go ahead, Tina. I think we have to move on.
1: Awful. She's like like the school teacher from hell that you're trapped with. Who's who's the way she treats them is like these little students that she hates, and she shouldn't be in the profession to begin with. Talking down to them, uh, I think I got you. I think I got you. Um, we're going over to, to Tina, Tina, Tina. Um, I'm not answering that question because I am Jin and um, and and I want I, I don't know. It's just I,
0: well, here's what she does. Some sometimes, and first of all, she is the teacher from hell, discussing the laptop from hell and the art from hell, and all this stuff that is just created a machine, the Biden machine created by Hunter's Business Dealings, the Ukraine oil company, the the China, the oligarch from Russia, the, the oligarch's wife from Russia. It created this machine, this network. And don't forget to ten, give 10% to the big guy <laughs> for the currying the favors. And they're doing it right now. He's selling art right now. To people in China, to people around the country that want to curry favor with the president. It's literally happening today, Drew, and they're not, nobody cares.
1: (laughs) No, and this is part of the gaslighting that happens every day too, right? Uh, The Democrats are guilty of everything they accuse Trump falsely of doing. So, you know, we had to spend you know, two plus years and 34 million taxpayer dollars on that stupid Mueller investigation to tell us what we already knew, that there was no Trump-Russia collusion to steal the 2016 election. And now we have actual evidence that wasn't fabricated and paid for by the Republican National Committee or the Trump campaign. It's not a fake dossier. It's a real laptop that shows transactions that demonstrate very, very likely a compromised president. And- We should have, I I mean, now's the time to spend two years and $34 million on an investigation. I want to pay for it now, but we can't have that. And that's what's so sickening. Excellent point, because you want
0: to pay for it because it has implications on our our country. Where are these higher uh, prices and inflation coming from? Why is China getting away with Charging way more for stuff that they're sending over here, and why is it sitting over there on the port? Why, why, why? These are good questions to know because we didn't have this problem last year. We didn't. We when when we first discovered COVID, we didn't have vaccines or inflation issues. We had we had a little. We had a horrible unemployment problem, and businesses lost their livelihoods. But we did not have the tr- the supply chain issue issues. We didn't have any of that because Trump kept. China at bay, and to say Trump's a Russian asset, he was in a before he was president, he was an American icon. People wanted to be Trump; they referenced him in movies, and he really messed up on the COVID stuff we talked about earlier. But <laughs> it's just he was a darn good president. But Drew, the Saki psychology—you you ever notice when you watch a press conference and she says, "Well, who's saying that?" If it's something she doesn't like, if you're the reporter, Drew, and she goes. Uh, people are saying that this, this, and this, and this, and, and she'll go, who's saying that? She never addresses the issue. She says, who's saying that? Give me names. Who's saying that? Who's saying that? That's not the point. The point is the issue. But her diversion tactics are pretty good.
1: Well, well, I'll that I'll, you, you make a good point, but I'll give an example. When Let's Go Brandon, when that chant was taken over the country by storm, and it still is, of course, she was asked, I believe, in a press conference about, have you heard about Let's Go Brand and all this? And she denied knowing about it, having knowledge of it. Of course, she knew. Or, or maybe her head was so far up her, you know what, that she actually didn't know. But I think it's more that they don't want to admit any of this negativity. They're trying to deflect and pretend like if they don't acknowledge the failures, if they don't admit the failures, the failures didn't happen. It's like if a tree falls in the forest and it doesn't make a sound, you know, did it really fall or whatever that saying is. You know, it's the same thing. You know, if they don't acknowledge it, if they don't admit it. No, it, it, everything's OK. As, l- as yeah. long as they don't talk about inflation, there's no inflation. But we we lowered gas prices, you know, two cents.
0: Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. And the Democrats are celebrating. Hey, it was $3. I had to make a U-turn and go get gas because it was $3. What are you doing? You're, yeah. you're, you're accepting mediocrity at a high level and it's also funny when they talk about joe biden like here's what joe biden's thinking when joe, when jen say here's what joe biden's thoughts are on that that's not true. joe biden isn't thinking about this stuff he's reading no. whatever you tell him to
1: it's unbelievable true well,
0: we allen one last final thought from you
1: uh no, I just I just think that, you know, we're we're moving forward. We're at the end of a year. And, you know, we have put up a good fight this year. And we've got to keep going. But, um, you know, this is a time to, to kind of separate ourselves from the news for a second and enjoy those things. That we still have our family, uh, our friends and still to be grateful for this nation that we live in, because it is still the best uh, nation in the history of the world. And it's great because of people like you, Matt, and your audience and we, the American people. So um, we, we got to just get energized here and keep fighting next year.
0: Yeah, the red wave is coming. Merry Christmas to you, Drew Allen.
1: Merry Christmas, Matt.
0: All right, you stay with us. We'll be back on the Buff Show.
2: (laughs) Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair and electronics repair. We fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. We also do TV repair and fix
3: your tablets.
2: Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up, back covers are only $120. We have two locations to serve you in Sanford, to bury, visit cellulartronics.com or call 407-302-3396. That's cellulartronics.com or 407-302-3396.
4: welcome back to the buff
0: show am 950 94.9 fm in the easy chair this is matt buff your host in the liam fitzpatrick studio great to have you now that build back broke is dead i mean absolutely dead because i think more senators came on they're gonna start trying to attack our voting rights now and they call it the voting everybody deserves the right to vote well yeah uh we know that but We don't like when you change my vote to something else. That's what we're talking about here. We got the perfect guy to talk about this. Back on the show, Hans von Spaskowski. Welcome back, Senior Legal Fellow and Manager of the Election Law Reform Initiative at the Heritage Foundation. And also his new book, Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote.
5: Hans, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Build Back Broke. I, I like that. That's even better than the name I came up with, which was the Budget Busting Behemoth Act.
0: Ooh, I don't know. That's that's got a lot more ring to it. It's a little sexier. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I like that. That's a good one. And that's the first time I heard about that. Um, it was really good to see that go down in flames. I mean, that is how close yep. we are getting to a radical socialist change in our country, where the government controls everything.
5: Absolutely.
0: Horrific. So now they're p- the pivoting. When Joe Biden was in Kentucky surveying some of the damage and. Somebody had to tell him what state he was in and all that. But he was asked about voting rights from a, a reporter, say, you know, maybe it's time to focus on voting rights. And he says, and he's been saying this for months, for here and there sporadically, oh, this is the most important thing. Well, it hasn't been, but now they're going to really focus on this. What do they mean by voting rights? Because, you know, it's not what they mean.
5: No, and in fact, uh, you know, there were, there were speeches on the floor of the Senate last week in which these Democrats were getting up and making the totally false claim that the right to vote is being denied to Americans all across the country. That is just simply not true. Um, It's easier to register and vote today than probably ever before in our history. What they mean by concentrating on voting rights is uh, once again trying to pass several bills in Congress, including H.R. 1, which is probably the worst of the worst, that would lead to a federal takeover of the administration of elections, and would, in essence, outlaw and void many of the safety and security protocols or rules that states have, have put in place. The best example of that, Matt, as you know, is that HR one, which passed the House, was filibustered in the Senate. HR one would prohibit and void out all state voter ID laws. So the voter ID law that that states like Florida have, Georgia, Texas. And they could no longer enforce them. No state would be able to to ask anyone for an ID when they go in to vote. I, I mean, that that's like an invitation to cheat in future elections. That's exactly what it is. I mean, isn't there this piece of paper that
0: was written a few years ago that protects states' voting rights?
5: Yeah, that's called the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> but as you know... Uh, from from the, the best example cost was Obamacare and Nancy Pelosi saying the Constitution, they they pay no attention to that uh, until and unless they think it might actually help them. If it prohibits what they're doing, they just dismiss it as an antiquated document. I just find it strange that they want you to show your vaccination card. There's
0: a company right. in Sweden put, uh, implementing a chip that you can put in your arm that's for convenient vaccine uh requirement states and countries that you can show it here look right in my arm right here but man they really got an issue with the voter id what is their beef with showing an id to vote is that trying to, what are you trying to hide guys
5: <laughs> well that's always my question too look we know for a fact that their claims and somehow id laws keep them from voting is not true because states have had them in, in force places like georgia and indiana for more than a decade so since that claim isn't true you then have to ask why do they not want people showing their id when they vote and it's hard to come to any conclusion other than that they they think it'll make it harder to cheat in elections
0: what do you see the correlation between keeping the covid fear alive i mean they this is the top story in the white house right. joe biden unvaccinated people don't deserve christmas they I, do you think they want to keep that alive heading into the midterms?
5: Because if we can get more yeah, yeah, mail-in
0: yeah. votes and stuff like that, we might have a better chance.
5: Well, yes, because in fact, you know, what our what our book, Our Broken Elections is about, that John Fund and I wrote, is how they used COVID last year as a excuse and justification for uh, getting states to change uh, many of the rules governing elections, things they had been trying to do unsuccessfully for a long time. And one of those things is to push us uh, as, as much as possible to uh, voting by the mail, voting through the mail and, you know, through absentee ballots is the most insecure kind of voting. And remember, part of that also is, like an H.R. 1, outlawing any state bans on what they call vote harvesting. In other words, many states prohibit third-party strangers from picking up a person's uh, absentee ballot at their home. So they don't allow candidates and party activists and political uh, guns for hire, or political consultants, from going to people's homes and picking up ballots. If you're a state that has wisely prohibited that, H.R. 1, if it passes Congress and signed a law by Biden, would prevent you from doing that. You would have to allow Democratic party activists and others to go to people's homes, which not only gives them access to something very valuable, that the ballot, but puts them in a position to pressure and coerce voters in their homes to vote a particular way.
0: And by the time you tie this up legally, let's say it did pass, which I don't think it will, but if it did pass,
5: to go through the courts would be well beyond the midterms, right? Yeah, it would be. And look, you you can't predict the courts. There's a good possibility that some parts of H.R. 1 would get thrown out as unconstitutional, but the courts very, very well might say that other parts, even though they're not good policy, are still constitutional. Re- remember what Justice Scalia used to say. Unfortunately, there are a lot of laws passed by Congress that while they're really stupid, are still constitutional. Yeah, no,
0: that's true. But what we don't want is the, the government getting their grubbies on local and state elections. Exactly Han von like Spakowski is on with us. The book is Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way We Vote. We have seen movement on states to implement new right laws or revert back to old ones like cleaning up the voter rolls. How can somebody feel comfortable voting in the midterms?
5: Well, as you said, actually, people should be optimistic. So so far, these bad bills in Congress have been stopped. And a a lot of states, uh, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Iowa, Arizona, among others, actually passed good Election reform bills this past uh, this this past year at the beginning of the uh, the year when they were having their legislative sessions, and I think there are a number of, of states who are planning uh, to do the same thing in the upcoming session, which as you know is going to start in January uh, 2022 in many states. So those states have done very well. I think people actually can be very optimistic and confident in elections there. Uh, they may not feel the same way in places like California and New York, which are two of the worst states in the country when it comes to election integrity. But elsewhere, uh, like I said, they can feel optimistic and have confidence.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, we never planned on winning California or New York anyway, so I think we're going to be all right there. (laughs) When you talk about the left change the way you vote, what we saw in 2020, this is why I asked the fear question, because in 2020, it caused so much uncertainty based on all the affidavits we saw, all the testimony we saw. And everybody says the courts threw it out. Well, the courts said there was no standing. They didn't actually right. hear the evidence. That's no, what but- we're trying to overcome is that massive universal mail-in and, and just so many stories we heard from
5: truck drivers and postal workers and everything, Hans. Well, no, it's true. And that's that's some of what we talk about in the book. Yeah, Uh all of the none of the claims were really ever investigated. The courts threw them out on procedural grounds, as you said. Uh, look, they many of the courts, while they might have thought they were acting properly, I think too many judges were may have been influenced by the fact that these were political hot potatoes and they didn't want to have to deal with actually investigating the, the claims. And look, if they had done that, they might have found that they weren't credible, but they never got to that point because they used procedural rules to throw them out, like lack of standing, or no, you waited too late to file. And so uh, the the questions that remain in people's mind are probably never going to get settled. But what they should do is use their frustration over that to go talk to their state legislators to say, hey, you need to fix the vulnerabilities we have in the system to make sure that uh, this kind of thing can't happen again.
0: If nothing else, that's what we were asking. Just let's just put mechanisms in place to actually protect the right to vote. <laughs> that's what we that's what right. we're talking about. It's like the real HR1. And I always just said, you know,
5: if if you think you did nothing wrong then what's wrong with us taking a look at it. Now that is exactly right, which makes you wonder why there's been such opposition on the political left to states for example conducting audits after elections. Why why if if audits are so bad then uh, why do we uh, require every publicly owned company and business in the United States to undergo an annual audit.
0: This is a great book that you guys can get anywhere, Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. A lot of people were excited after what they saw in Virginia, even New Jersey, down in a very deep part of Texas where there's a Democrat stronghold for the last 30 years, a Republican won that. The school boards all over the country got replaced with more conservative-minded People, I mean, we, we saw a mini red wave on November 2nd, especially in Virginia. And I just got to thinking, to overcome fraud and to overcome the, the, the left's tactics it's simply just to overwhelm the vote. And they seem to do that in Virginia. They came out in droves.
5: No, you're absolutely right. And what has to happen now, uh, for example, in the state legislature is they have to, well, the, one of their priorities ought to be when they start up um, next year is to reverse some of the bad rule changes that Democrats controlling the state legislature have made um, in the election rules. I'll give you just a quick example. Uh, Democrats in Virginia passed a same-day voter registration law, which is supposed to take effect next year. And one of the first things that needs to be done with the new legislature is to avoid that new law and make sure that same-day voter registration does not become the law in in Virginia
0: no absolutely and a great new position that somebody could get out there is to be election
5: poll supervisor yes absolutely right plus look you know you were talking about school boards and how people have started showing up parents have started showing up listen they need to do the same thing with county election boards it's those county election boards that run elections wherever you live they also have public meetings folks need to show up and start asking them questions and make sure that they are doing the things they ought to be doing like cleaning up the county voter registration list and making sure it's accurate.
0: No, absolutely. Great stuff today. We got reasons to be optimistic, but arm yourself with this book, Hans von Spakowski Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. Hans, always a pleasure. Hopefully I'll see you at CPAC in a couple months. <laughs> I, I think you will. See you and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us.
1: Veritas Tactical. A family and law enforcement-owned company where you can get custom-built ARs with purpose-built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your liberty-safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Sarah Coating Services, laser engraving, and more. Mention The Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical,
3: 407-309-3000, 407-309-3000, and at
2: VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A boring website can make your company look really bad. (sighs) Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at JJCMarketingSolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions.
0: Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM. The Anso Orlando Matt Buff here with you in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio, and we have this special segment we've been doing for you all Christmas season long. This is the Christmas book tour, the gift of reading this season. And we're going to bring on a special guest. She's a, an award-winning author, media commentator, and, and speaker. Author of Date Like a Grown-Up, Antidotes, Admissions of Guilt and Advice Between Friends, and, of course, her new book, The Friendship Upgrade, Heather Dugan. Welcome to The Buff Show. Great to have you.
3: Terrific. Thank you for having me on today.
0: Well, it's such an important uh, time of year for so many people, but there's also this factor of loneliness that just really takes over some people. Um, this this holiday season, they're just deb- Battling depression, we had lockdowns, we had all kinds of things. And in some cities where they're still not comfortable going out, loneliness is something that can really be a big part of their lives.
3: It really is. You know, COVID has kind of amplified what's already there in a lot of circumstances. And and yeah, the holiday season is kind of when we take the snapshot of our lives sometimes, unfairly maybe, you know, and, 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 and don't always like what we see in the picture. But uh, yeah, it, it's definitely, if you're connected and you're connected well, this can be a very joyous season. But if you have a, kind of an empty calendar or maybe family or friends or family members that you don't get along with as well uh, for whatever reason, or just the friends aren't in your lives right now, it can be a very disconcerting kind of what time of year for people. Heather, what
0: have, what are some answers you've been able to provide some of these people?
3: Well, you know, a lot of it comes down to making, creating some choices for yourself. Um, you know, if, if you are one of those people that does not have access right now, you don't have to just let it happen as you move through these times. You can kind of create ahead of time scenarios that are going to be a little more comfortable and a little more uh, maybe empowering and that maybe you can be in a position to do good for somebody else, which is always the uplifting thing for us, because it not only does it give a social interaction, it also reminds us that we have something of value to give to somebody else. Sometimes we need to hear that, because if you're alone with just yourself, that voice in your head isn't always your ally, right? <laughs> but that that's a big one. So, you know, ahead of time, maybe think of some things that, that you enjoy doing, spending your time on, and then and then give yourself options so that you can pick what you wish to do.
0: What about just going like through your phone and looking through your contacts and saying, oh, you know, this person might be alone for Christmas. Let me just send them a text. Right. Merry Christmas.
3: Maybe just a little phone call. Oh, absolutely! I, I think it's on us to reach out, and when we realize that truly this is a universal human need, we all have that need built into us for connection. So it's not like you are asking for a favor when you reach out to somebody; you're actually offering something of reciprocal benefit. And and why not? You know, there's years when maybe um, I, I'm divorced, my kids aren't with me the whole day. Some years, uh, there were years that I just said, you know, who has leftovers? Come over and hang out. You know, if you're if and you know what. But people are thankful for that kind of uh, an option. And I don't think there's a lot of worry about planning ahead on some of those things. There's nothing wrong with asking. People are appreciate, they appreciate being noticed
0: yeah absolutely it's just a little thing sometimes
3: right yeah just get outside say hello to strangers on a trail or you know if you have a path or a sidewalk in your neighborhood you can walk on that can be a good way to connect with other people you know you 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 have control of some of these things and and why not do something that is going to make the day something that you can can look at and with as something that you've done and accomplished and participated in if, if we're talking about, say, Christmas Day, for instance, uh, instead of something that you've just gotten through, you, you might as well find things to enjoy.
0: There's there's ways you can kill two birds with one stone. Walking outside is good exercise. My boys, yeah. they go running before school every day. And what they do is there's a neighbor lady and she lives alone and she's older And she actually told me she looks forward to saying hi to them every day. It's created something. So you're getting exercise and maybe a neighbor, you might be making their day. (laughs) <laughs> I love
3: that. That is really wonderful and it's neat that they're aware of that at a young age that just that that, that interaction is so important. There is no interaction that's too small. I mean truly there, there are people standing in line in, in, as a checkout clerks you know on Christmas Day for instance you know people that, that just don't have other get, get to enjoy some of the other things that we traditionally associate. With, with holidays. But yeah, being aware and saying hello and being outdoors is always, and it, it's proven, you know, there's so much research. Outdoor time is always good for the heart and the brain. So you can pair that with some social connection options and, and that's a winner.
0: That is a winner. And another winner is everybody checking out your books. Let's talk about The Friendship Upgrade, which is awesome, offers solutions for the
3: socially sidelined. Right, right. You know, I was one of those people for a lot of years. You know, we go through some of these transitions and we don't get to time our transitions in life, do we? You know, when there's an illness or a death or a divorce, some of those times those things take us unawares, uh, a job change. And if we aren't prepared, and most of us are not, we're busy going through the mechanics and, and arranging things for this necessary next segment of life, we can very easily get disconnected. Uh, We kind of live in a world now that's more digitally reliant, and we have very fast paced lifestyles. So it's it's difficult to to rebuild those social connections if they get stripped away by something. So this book was what I wrote in response to solving that situation for myself and accidentally solving it for some other people in my community as well
0: well when you talk about like dating and friendships and things like that at different stages of life that can be a difficult prospect
3: yes because it changes and we don't always change up here to adapt with those those changes you know i i talk to a lot of uh second time third time singles you know in their 30s 40s 50s and beyond and uh you know, if they're they approaching it the way they did back in their 20s, they're not making great success. It's, it's because we're different people at this stage in life, right? And, and the world has changed the ways that we can find to connect with one another. But one of the biggies I really stress is that, while I wrote Date Like a Grown-Up First. Friendship Upgrade, the Friendship Upgrade is really the prequel, because that is where we have to start in order to date well. You know, a lot of people have a space in their life and we are really good space fillers, we don't like it, we wanna put anything else in there. And if you're single, it's like another relationship now, please. But if we are dating at a time of need, it's like you know, looking for a great dinner at the gas station, you're not gonna find what you need in the moment. It's better to kind of work on connecting with yourself and those around us making some friendships to have more solid terrain from which to make good decisions. Then you're not picking your last, you know, your least worst option in your text messaging. You're actually being thoughtful in your decision. But we don't like to hear that. We'd rather fix it quickly, right? Can't I click on oh, something yeah. and have this over with now and and you know, land in the life I want? Well, the best things take a little more time for us all.
0: They do. I've had gas station chicken. Never again. <laughs> that, never again. And you want to treat. You want to. You want to take the process a little more seriously too when it comes to friendships and dating.
3: Oh right. <laughs> Don't try exactly. to force it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the sad thing is, I, I point out in friendship upgrade, for a lot of women and men, it's easier to find you know an online date than a friend in their neighborhood. Because of the way the world is now, and so it does take more thoughtful choice. Um, a big f- uh, point that helps freeze people up on this is is really that simple understanding that it's a shared need, uh, and that the that it's if you are an isolated person right now, chances are very good that this is not your fault because there are so many random factors that go into creating that situation. It's a It's a perfect storm kind of situation, but we don't have to stay in that kind of bad weather, you know? Well, what
0: are some of the factors that lead to this kind of situation, would you say?
3: Well, um, I mentioned our digital reliance. Uh, We do a lot of our communication with texting, email. We connect from a distance, uh, social media even. There's that appearance that we're connected and that we have a lot going on in our lives. But in fact when it's at arm's length or further, miles and miles apart, because it's over an internet connection, you know, the feeling doesn't fit what we think we see. So there's a disconnect there. And we begin to feel like there might be something wrong with us, because we're not feeling connected with other people. So that's a big one right there. When you start thinking something's wrong with you, it's real difficult to reach out a hand and say, hey, isn't it? I mean, it's like, put my best foot forward. Can I put both on the ground first or something? You know, we want to look our best, right? Uh, And then also, you know, we aren't pausing for conversations as much as we used to, and COVID certainly hasn't helped. You know, we have these masks on our faces, and it's harder to read what expressions people really are, you know, what they're feeling, because this is like our, our context for understanding, you know, our eyes, our vocal tone, those kinds of things. When we miss those in our conversation, we're making guesses. So we feel more disconnected that way. You throw in a transition or two, Matt, and you know, you move or, or, uh, you know, I, I, my period of time in life, I had a bunch of family deaths, a divorce. It was, it was a, and then a very busy season. You know, if you have, you've got sons, yeah. uh, I had, I had three kids doing four sports at the same time, oh, you know, yeah, you know, you walk into a meeting and the first thing you're doing is looking for carpool people, you know, that doesn't lend itself to much in the way of a social life, that kind of a lifestyle. So.
0: There was a lot of people that were metaphorically hiding behind a mask and then physically hiding behind a mask. And I saw reporting on this that people did feel disconnected, Yeah. especially yeah. during the, the whole time where everybody was kind of wearing one. Some people felt like they were hiding, disconnected. It wasn't mm-hmm. very productive as far as a mental aspect.
3: No. Well, the thing is um, – some people then don't know how to reconnect again, because you get kind of Ooh. comfortable. There's It can be self-perpetuating. That's one of the things I really dug into in the research for the friendship upgrade. And let me mention quickly, these are not like heavy reading books. They actually have a lot of conversational and humor and stories of people. But uh, one of the big factors is that we begin to perpetuate the situation without meaning to because of a number of cognitive changes that can happen when we're isolated for a period of time. You know, when I had my mask on in the grocery store, yeah, there are days I would just like kind of sing along with the music and all was fine, you know, but but yes, uh, you you it, it's awkward. And so then you stop making eye contact because you can't read the whole face. You start turning your shoulders away from people on the street because you're not supposed to be near them. We have to move past all those things and remind ourselves that it's safe again and that yes, we need to do this. And yes, it's worth the effort. Uh, Social stamina also got lower because we got used to not doing as much. Having a conversation with people, it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to respond now, you know? (laughs) I have to activate this brain again instead of just like skimming through Netflix options.
0: Well, that's a very important point. I want everybody to check out the books, Date Like a Grown-Up and The Friendship Upgrade. And we started with The Friendship Upgrade because it was the prequel, but definitely check them out, both of them out. Very witty, very good conversational books. Heather Dugan, thank you so much for providing this awesome, unique insight on The Buff Show.
3: Oh, thank you, Matt. I'm very happy to chat with you, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Yeah, Merry Christmas. 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 Yes, absolutely. I gotcha.
0: All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for checking us out on The Buff Show. That'll do it for tonight. We'll see you next time on The Buff Show. You stay smart. Up.